Hello, America. Welcome to 15 Minutes with Lincoln. Uh, this is an election podcast I started like three or four months ago, maybe more, um, because, well, the reason I, I did it is because I ran into uh, Abraham Lincoln return to life uh, in Springfield, Illinois, and I begged him to do a podcast with me, um, because who would turn that down, uh, uh, really? But I wanted to hear his take on the 2016 election, but I will say this, I I always expected it'd be like, okay, we're going to do our fun take in the uh, 2016 election, and then Hillary will win, and there just won't be that much to talk about anymore. Um, now, Trump won, and I'm, I'm scared, uh, and I don't know what's going to happen. To say he won, he won the Electoral College. Let's let's call it what it is. And uh, I've been walking around this country, <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> I'm walking around Chicago the past few days, and everybody's just kind of speechless and does not know what to do. And we're going to talk to President Abraham Lincoln about that because um, he's got to have some advice, right? All I have to do is say his name three times, uh, and he appears. Here we go. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Timothy Robert Dunn. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. I'm in the presence. You look especially weary. What's wrong? Have you been sleeping or have you been uh, resting or have you uh, just tired from walking around the country? <laughs> sir, <laughs> did you see the uh, the election? Do you see what happened? I saw the election and I saw the results. Yeah. Um, before we Before we get into that, I do want to... One thing I've been thinking about is just being more hospitable to everyone I see Okay. over the past two days. You mentioned you had a date uh, with Mary Todd last week. How'd yes. the date go? Well, it went okay. Okay. Um, you guys were going to watch a movie or something? Yeah, she, we watched a movie uh, based on your recommendation. We watched Boondock Saints. Okay. She didn't think it was that Sir, great. again, I, did, I, I don't know how you got that list of movies. End, that serial killer was their father. I, I just don't get that. Again, that was not my list of movies. It was uh, a big stretch. So they inherited their propensity for violence from him but they would never knew him but they knew the prayer i, I, I don't know i've not i've not seen the film in a long time oh um, in a long time it's bad but you have seen the film yeah okay it seems like uh the kind of film that like frat guys get really into <sighs> frat guys yes yeah i could see it a lot of violence yeah um but you know it the, the date went uh not particularly oh sorry dude we weren't in the mood afterwards too many questions yeah so, sir, um, Donald Trump was elected president. He was elected president. He yeah. shall be the 45th president of these United States. Um, can I start out by saying, before we get to our thoughts on Donald Trump, what, what's, why do we have the Electoral College? Well, I believe it was just a way to kind of give the smaller states a say in things and just uh-huh. not to allow other interests to get in the way and also to have a perhaps a fail-safe in case someone were to run up the popular votes we could still kind of sneak them in sneak somebody better in but what isn't the popular vote a good metric of what the people want sure but how many things in this country are actually direct democracies this is a republic of the united states but should it be like shouldn't one vote one person equal one vote well i would say that one person equals one vote for their own appointed representative in a republic but okay you, Abe, this, let's imagine you're not a former president. You're not a, a legal scholar for a second. You and me, we're just we're just guys talking. Yeah. You got two candidates. Sure. One got more votes. Yes. Who should be the leader? 
Well, if we have uh, the one with more votes. Okay, thank you. All right. I just I just can't get behind the Electoral College. Did uh, you feel that way before these results? Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, uh, I felt that way in 2000. Uh, uh, George W. Bush, uh, a guy who was previously president, uh, won the same way. He got less votes, uh, but he won the Electoral College. And how was he as a president? <sighs> okay. C- compared to what I think Trump's going to do, probably fine. Uh, he did start an illegal war, uh, and he lied about it. Um, Just like the Mexican-American War, I demanded to know where the spot of that war began. But I want to, in in being open and honest with Republicans, I want to give Bush some credit about a few things. He uh, improved uh, uh, um, the care of uh, uh, AIDS patients in Africa by donating a lot of money. Bush did some good things. It's not all good or all bad. The only thing you listed actually didn't happen in these United States, which he was elected to serve. So, But we are also citizens of the world, and world problems are our problems. Uh, okay, you say so. <laughs> That's not what this election showed. This election showed that we are actually supposed to turn inward. Unless we got enemies, because then we're going to see if the sand can glow. Um, so, sir, what do you think of, of Donald Trump? I think I've made it clear over the podcast that I've been troubled by the things he said, and whether or not he believes those things is actually even more troubling. If you have to call that into doubt, then when, what do you actually know what you are voting for? Mm-hmm. Perhaps, as we have, I have learned from these guests... And you, but mostly these guests. <laughs> John Thibodeau, Julie West. Yes. Yeah. My party, the Republican Party, was at one time, yes, favored by a plurality of Americans. But when the legislation that enacted civil rights went into place 100 years after the end of the Civil War, that switched. Now Republicans have known since this time forward that they made some sort of bargain to allow these racists to be tacitly involved in their party. And now they have allowed them to be brazen and openly usurp the party's platform. But then, okay, in the in this age of social media, let's say you do any of these sort of social media. <laughs> uh, nothing for makes, first time listeners, Abraham Lincoln hates social media. Nothing has made me sadder than social media, and I have buried two sons. <laughs> that's kind of your catchphrase. Do you know that? I have a few catchphrases, and that's on the dial, baby. Yeah. Misa Misa from uh, uh, Star Wars Episode oh, 1. Oh, I love Misa Jar Jar Banks. And then you have, <laughs> nothing has made me sadder than social media, and I buried two sons. Yes, and also I like a big old rump. Yeah, I like a big old rump. And women be shopping. I don't know if anyone out there makes t-shirts, but, uh, you know, we'd be into looking at these options. Um, And I bet I know who would want to buy them. Who's that? Women be shopping. Abe... Um, in the era of social media, to pursue uh, uh, these policies, let's say the Muslim ban, which they have immediately backtracked and said, no, 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 he didn't actually mean the Muslim ban. Right, because he said it before he knew that it was unconstitutional, which makes me wonder why he'd be running for office if he did not actually yep. know what the Constitution was doing in the first place. He also said these dumb... Th- like, that was an example of uh, Ted Cruz is up in the polls, so the next day Donald Trump just announced, we're going to ban all Muslims to get the attention back on him. Um, so he's the president now, and he, he probably can't say these things anymore, right? Or Pro- does it just help him? Probably. <laughs> what will actually be up for debate 
or, or well, not up for debate, but worth watching, is whether or not the actual congressional Republicans hold him in check the way that they were willing to hold him in check during their own primary. I feel like they must be... I mean, many of them are probably upset because a lot of them want to be presidents. They're all, you know, egomaniacs. Uh, Paul yes, Ryan. When you look, when uh, each member of Senate gets up in the morning and they look in the mirror, <laughs> they see a future president staring at them. Do you think that's true? Of course. Even Chuck Schumer? Who? Don't worry about it. He's going to be the Senate minority, uh, minority leader. Um, point is, uh, uh, I think they are excited because this man came in and he has seemingly no plans. Like, all of his policies are either can't be done, or he did not clarify what was going to happen. So he's just going to defer to Paul Ryan. It's going to be Paul Ryan's America for like eight years, I have to imagine. Well, that was the offer he made for John Kasich, correct? He would be in charge of both domestic and foreign policy. Which I imagine was the same for Mike Pence, right? I assume, but Mike Pence is a bit of a dunce. How do you how do you figure? Remember our episode on religious liberty? All that guy cares about is yeah. who's putting whose hands in whose pants. He is also um Get a, out of the gutter, man. He's also a proponent of gay conversion therapy. Have we talked about this? Do you get the sense of it but just by what I'm saying? So I guess that you would take a straight person and you show them enough stuff to make him gay. So he wants to turn more people gay? Just leave it all this stuff alone. I don't care about sex. Op- I really don't. Opposite, opposite. It's the opposite of that. Ugh, the opposite? Yeah, take gay people, make That's them straight. That's troubling, because aren't straight. gay people somewhat persecuted? Wouldn't that make them yeah, really well, more? Yeah, absolutely they are. So that seems like a bad idea. Make them That further, that further implies that there's something wrong with them. Exactly, yes. There's nothing wrong with anyone... Thank you, Abe. Thank you. Except I knew this one guy back in New Salem who really just—he'd make a—he'd just dig a little hole in the ground, put a little water in there. Okay, that's all he needed. Abe, are you saying he'd have sex with the hole? Yeah. Let's get back to politics. He was really? an odd man. Sometimes I come out of my store and I'd see him in the back, and I'd be like, "Get, get out of here, Daryl." His name get- was Daryl. Yes, his name was Daryl. Come on. There weren't even many people in New Salem at the no, time, No, there were right? a couple hundred, and we all knew Daryl. Like, oh, I found more holes in my pumpkin patch. I know who that was. Daryl's been having relations with the ground I grow my pumpkins in. And then you know what? We ate the pumpkins anyway. We ate the pumpkins anyway. Mr. President. Mr. Podcaster. How do we heal this country? Like, you uh, were the president in a time of great discord. I did not heal this country, and this country has not been healed. And so you do not ask me how to heal this country, for it is clear that this country has not been healed. Sir, you During went my from time, open warfare. 1860, one-eighth of this nation were slaves owned by another part of this nation. We knew this was wrong. All of us did. And when we told those owners of those slaves that it was wrong, what did they do? Uh, they rose up against you. Incorrect. They expanded the institution. They doubled down. There was no talking to them, and there was no getting through with them. Now, despite the progress that has been made, the grandsons of those who expanded the institution would now say that the institution is wrong. However, if you were to tell them that their own attitudes about race were incorrect or wrong, what would they do now? Uh, Expand? They would double down upon them. And what was this election? If not the election of white nationalism. Sir, that's too sad to imagine to be true. You, There has to be a more positive spin on this, right? Well, there is, because the progress has been made. We are no longer talking about owning these people. Now we are just talking about respecting these people. Right. But when I was in my time, there were those slave owners who would dare to say, 
that slavery was a beneficial institution for the Africans. But, okay, isn't it... It's too much to say that just the people who voted for Trump are racist, right? Correct, because that is what caused many of them to vote for him. They were defiant. And also, uh, let's you and I talk about the Democratic Party. We're smug, right? One moment. Yes. But this is the exact reason why those on the right have always believed you should not even begin to discuss race, because it is counterproductive, that in fact it will just divide people and cause more harm than good. Well, but then things get worse. Correct. So what do we do? Abe, Abe, what do we do? It is a bit of an albatross, I do tell you, but we have to be square with one another, and we have to be... We have to be clear. And, at times, it does take some nudging. Is that what you're calling the Civil War? I am calling the Emancipation Proclamation some nudging. Okay. I'm no- Show me where I had the powers to do so. Oh, I, I, I don't think you did. Correct. Yeah. Except under the powers of war. Mm-hmm. Abolishing the property of those enemy combatants by saying that it was time of great crisis. So are you... Enacting um, the war powers. Are you suggesting warfare? I am not would saying lose. so. My people would lose. I just want to make Who's that clear. people? The democratic people. The people who live in the cities. We would definitely lose this war. Yeah. You probably would. Yeah. I, look at us. I'm... Well, I've seen you guys. Haven't been impressed yet. <laughs> All of you have such soft, delicate hands. Okay, let's... Um, That's what bothers me about that Trump fella. Six foot three, 260 pounds... Mm-hmm. Soft hands. Eats fast food, just like bad, awful what? food for fast you. Fast food. That's fast food is like Chipotle from the first episode. Oh, but Chipotle was delicious. It's delicious, but it's bad for you. It makes you heavy and uh, uh, sluggish and gives you heart disease. Oh, well, he certainly has a disease in yes. his heart. It's rotten with hate. <laughs> so, okay. And that's coming from me, a white supremacist. We... <laughs> You, that can't be your a catchphrase. That can't be a catchphrase. That's another catchphrase. No, 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 no. I look at straight... Not everyone is familiar with the fact that you are, in fact, a white Well, they should listen to previous episodes. I have reformed, <sighs> and I have learned. Um, how do we avoid that, then? How do we avoid the confrontation? It seems like... It's, always, it's never a rift yes. between red states and blue states. It's the cities and the rural areas, right? Well, I would argue that those cities in the South were not... Bastions of progressive thought in the 1850s. Sir, I, you should go to uh, uh, Austin, Texas nowadays, or Charleston, South Carolina. Austin, Texas, great. That was barely part of the United States at the time. Listen, I understand what you are saying about the left and the Democrats perhaps being smug, but yes. those who have the moral high ground are often inherently smug. Unfortunately, that is the nature of the beast. Where is that smugness coming from? Is it actually coming from their delivery or from the perceptions of those they deliver it to? Mm. Because comes from those perceptions because those who are hearing these messages know that they are wrong and they feel defensive and they feel incorrect and so they react emotionally personally and in ways that are to their own detriment they double down so abe i was i gotta be honest i was expecting maybe a more positive message uh but it sounds like you're saying go out there and fight i am not saying going out there and fight this union shall not be torn apart. Again. No, not physically fight. I mean, like, fight for uh, uh, what you believe in in this country. There are things that America can never get back. We can never no longer be a country that has not had a civil war. We can never undo 9-11. We can never undo the election that has just occurred. Mm-hmm. Now, I do not consider myself to be um, uh, what uh, as as uh, enlightened cool. as any of you. Oh. 
Come on, Daddy O. <sighs> but there are still things that we can do. Like what? We have to continue. Those people have to continue to make their case. You have to, you have to force the, those you disagree with to make you an argument. Oh. Do not let them tell you. I am not a racist, and all Trump supporters are not racist, because we can prove that there are many racist Trump supporters. By the definition of the Republican Party these days, they have implicitly allowed racists to help them get elected and looked the other way and said, oh, we'll disavow. We don't necessarily endorse those views. But they knew that that was the bargain they made. They always have been racist, and they are especially more vigilant and open now. So they cannot make that argument. So then they will say that Trump himself is not racist. What has he said that is racist? Now, if you pull back the actual things he said, what will they say? Uh, ban all Muslims. Well, no, I mean, what will they say when you say, well, why did, he, why did Trump say that he wanted to ban all Muslims? Oh, uh, right now they would say, look, he just said that during the campaign. Exactly. When he gets they will say office, that he did yeah. not mean it. Now, if he did not mean it, is that not as repugnant as if he did mean it, or is it not? Because now you are talking about a man who would say something truly repugnant in order to gain support from those who actually believe those things. Why does he want those, that support? Why is he so desperate for it? And why does he know that that support would work? Maybe. So that itself proves that those attitudes and those views still have validity. It, maybe there should just be a third party that's just a, a racist party that just runs, and then all those people can go vote for him. And then, I'm assuming him. Um, they won't do that because people want the coalition because they want to get elected and get the most votes. Yeah, yes, right. I am all for multiple parties. Certainly, it helped me get elected the first time I was on the ballot as president. Mm -hmm. But people held that against you, of course. Yes. Yeah. Force them to make an argument to you. Okay. I think that's good advice. Um, sir, you don't have to necessarily be, pers be personal or make fun of them or to tell them that they— the Be things smug. Smugness is not something you can concern yourself with. You can either control what you see or how you are seen. Choose wisely. You're right. That's good advice. Because I, I, Tim Dunn, I can't, I can't be concerned about seeming too intelligent to people when I'm talking about politics or whatever. You know. Yes, that is correct. So, <laughs> force them to make an argument to you and make them defend that argument. What you have? You have something to say, Fuzzball? <laughs> Over there laughing, laughing up, Fuzzball. Sir, that does bring me to. Um, unless there's anything else about the election you want to cover. Well, I, I suppose. I mean, it is sad and unexpected. And yeah. <clears throat> I hope that he surrounds himself with good people and decides that he wants to be president. I just, I think he's going to want popularity more than anything else. Well, he should recognize that the most popular <clears throat> thing above all is unity. Yeah, I agree with that. And look, if he, if his government pushes an infrastructure bill that I think is good, I'll support it. Sure. Okay. That's good. I he's think waiting to hear whether Tim Dunn will support his works. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sir, that brings me to uh, one other thing I wanted to cover tonight. Um, you know, I, I really thought that Hillary would win and that this would just kind of be an election podcast, but um, I don't know. I feel like, like you said, we got to get out there and do the work. Maybe there's still work to do. Of course um, there's still work to do. So maybe we should... So this is my pitch to you. Um, maybe we should keep this political podcast going, and maybe we even expand past 15 minutes. We just make this a hardcore news podcast, just me and you. What do you say? Oh. Uh, 
taking longer than I thought to answer. Well, I kind of um, kind of was ramped up for this to be kind of the mic dropping. Uh, solid use of slang, first of all, uh, the mic drop. Um, uh, oh, you meant like that would be like your final? Yeah, kind of, kind of, like a series finale. Yeah, kind of. Uh, well, how can I put this correctly? I, I kind of filled the holes, kind of shot my wad in the pumpkin patch, if you know what I mean. Let's not have that catch on, that phrase. Hey, Dale, it caught on for Dale. Um, you Another w- crop almost ruined. Sir, are you done with podcasting? Well, I just thought this was an election podcast and we made it this far, and it seemed a- p- appropriate. Now I saw why that I had to appear to you and, and be the bridge from between you and the other realm, and the you could be the ri- bridge between me and this realm. Sure. I see now because there are so many parallels between this election and the time of mine. Yeah, but I mean, there's still so much to do. There's, there's. But if God must will for this to happen, <laughs> yes, all right, yeah. No, I meant for me to just appear to you. He, oh. It was clearly just like this election. God meant if God meant for this to happen, then He shall mean for it to go away. Perhaps it will still take 250 more years. Perhaps it shall take less. But I'm confused. You want to do the podcast or not? What's going on here? <sighs> I keep trying to. I got like I got like plans, but wait, wait, what, what plans do you have? <laughs> uh, uh, good, there it is. Force someone to make to make an, an argument. argument. All right, I'll tell you this. Uh, I will do the podcast with you. I will continue. Uh, but how about this? What if we do like half news, and then half we just talk about what happened? What do you mean? What happened? Like where it went wrong? Where what? Where Weezer got off track? And started making these really weird, too poppy, self-aware, painfully self-aware music. Like music, just make music, dudes. What are you talking about? I am talking about Weezer. Their songs, their albums, their music. What? Why do you? Why do we need you talking about Weezer to the American people? Like, what good does that do us? I don't know. I I have to know. Are you kidding? Why do you want to? Donald Trump just got elected president of the United States. Correct. And you want to talk about, what, Weezer. the Blue Album? Well, yes, and also oh. Pinkerton. Oh, stop smiling. But oh, however, my God, stop smiling. The you... Red Album was not quite a return this to This is form. unbelievable. Pre- Maladroit, not that great. Trump is our president, and all you want to do is talk about Ugh, talk the, about the Weezer. Green Album is deceptively bad, by the way. Just bad. And then they'll have, like, a White Album, as if they know- Shut the... up. Stop naming albums. We find out together where Weezer went wrong and how we get back- Gotta get back. I wanna get back. Is that a Weezer song? Yeah, you know the good life off Pinkerton? No, I don't. I don't know that. When I look in the mirror, do, 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 do. Can't believe what I see. Do, 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 do. Tell me who's that funky dude. Do, 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 do. Staring back at me. Um, is there any way you would do it without the Weezer stuff and just the news? <sighs> I, su- I suppose if Weezer was in the news that week, we could just combine them and talk about Weezer and the news. But otherwise, you, you need the Weezer stuff. There. You know, I'll say this. Weezer has been suspiciously silent during this election season as if they've got something up their sleeves. Sir, if this is... Oh, my God. Sir, if that's what it's going to take to keep your commentary alive uh, on 2016 and 
going forward on current events. Um, okay, you and I will go through the list of Weezer albums, and we will uh, we'll talk about them. Excellent. And I also need you to do some investigative reporting. Perhaps we can speak to someone in Weezer or other Weezer fans. We can have guests on there. We can talk about their albums, their choices, each single like movement on their on their songs. Because it often seems like after their first two albums, they zig where they should zag. Okay, don't, let's not push were, it. Let's not push it. They were aware of their formula and then strayed from it. You had a good recipe there. Give us what we want. Um, sir, I can't help but notice uh, you just pulled out a piece of paper. Yeah. I'm just seeing to make sure I covered everything. Woe unto the world because of offenses, for it must be that offenses must come. But woe to that man by whom the offenses cometh. Sorry, what are you, what are you reading? The Bible. Uh, I'm just looking through and making sure I have everything I wanted to cover. Okay. Um... Yeah. Well, I'll see you. Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, I hope that gave you comfort uh, in this uh, turbulent time. Uh, if I may paraphrase Abe, uh, go out there and fight the good fight. Um, make you know what? I think that's a great sentiment. Not the pumpkin patch stuff. The um, make them make an argument for their case uh, and don't let them uh, confuse the issue. I guess I will be back uh, either this week or the next um, with a hybrid half news, half Weezer album retrospective show with President Abraham Lincoln. Oh my God! Okay, thanks everyone. <laughs>